This evening we invite you back to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. The book of Ephesians chapter 3. We'll once again read the first 13 verses here for your hearing. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning with verse number 1. Paul writes, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which is in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles, and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which was from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now under the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and excess with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of these verses. This morning we covered the first few verses here uh, uh, in this chapter. Uh, we looked at verse number one once again where Paul identifies himself as a prisoner of Jesus Christ and for, for the sake of the Gentiles. And then we looked at verses 2, 3, and uh, 4, where the Apostle Paul spoke of his stewardship uh, that had been given unto him with regards to the mystery, or as he goes on further to describe, as the mystery of Christ. The mystery of Christ. In verse 3, he says, How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words. How that by revelation this mystery that Paul uh, speaks of here, it was revealed to him. Uh, it was by revelation that it was given uh, un, uh, to him, we're told. Uh, that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore or before in few words. Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Now, here he goes on further to describe this mystery, uh, that it is a mystery that has 
Christ as uh, the focus or the center uh, of it. The mystery of Christ. Tonight we're going to pick up with verse number 5. Paul there, he writes, Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Which. This is a relative pronoun and it reaches back to that of what Paul has just written about, uh, spoken of, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which, that is, the mystery of Christ is what it reaches back to. The mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. Now, this mystery of Christ, Paul tells us that it in past times was not made known. It was, it was a mystery. It was something that had not been revealed. The mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men or to that of humanity as it is now revealed. You note here he speaks of the past and now he speaks of the present as he uses that little word now there, which in other ages was not made known, that's the past, unto the sons of men, as it is now presently revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery that Paul speaks of, this mystery of Christ, it's been revealed now, he says. It's been revealed now unto his holy apostles and prophets, he says. Holy apostles. Who is he speaking of? He's speaking of the apostles as we know them. Out of Paul himself out of Peter, out of John, and prophets. There were prophets in the New Testament time. There was a period during that of the New Testament era that we know that uh, they only had the Old Testament Scriptures. And we had the Old Testament Scriptures. They didn't have the New Testament Scriptures as uh, we have them uh, today. Uh, it was during those times, beloved, that there were those who were prophets and uh, they prophesied. They prophesied uh, of the things uh, of Christ. He says, been revealed unto the holy apostles and prophets. And how? What is the means? He says, by the Spirit. By the Spirit. The Spirit being the means by which these, this, this mystery was revealed unto the holy apostles and unto the prophets. Verse 6. That 
the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Now, here, Paul, he clearly states what the mystery is that he's referring to. He says that this mystery of Christ, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Now, this had not been revealed in the past, Paul said. In other words, in the Old Testament times, there was many things that were revealed uh, during that of the Old Testament times. We know. The, the promise of the Messiah was revealed. It, it was revealed there uh, as the Lord spoke unto, out of Adam and Eve. And then from thence on, those who were the descendants, beloved, those that walked with God, those who had a relationship with God, they were looking for that promised one uh, that God had spoken to Adam and Eve uh, about, the one that would uh, come. Even Eve, uh, when she had her first son, she, I believe, as she speaks of that first son that the Lord gave to him, I believe that she and her husband Adam, as they thought perhaps this is the one that the Lord was speaking of uh, that would come. Of course, we know it wasn't. It was uh, that of Cain. Uh, and then there was another one, which was uh, Abel. They no doubt probably thought, well, Abel is the one. And God's people down from that of Adam and Eve, from that first time that promise had been given, they continued to look for the Messiah, the one that would come and would destroy uh, the enemy and would be victorious uh, over uh, the enemy which the Lord had spoken of. Uh, there in Genesis chapter 3 and verse uh, 15. So we have the promise of the Messiah, uh, and then, of course, we had hints throughout the Old Testament of that of the fact that God would save also some Gentiles. That the salvation that would come that it, uh, through the Messiah, that it wouldn't be just for the Gentiles alone, but it would also, or the Jews alone, but it would also uh, include that of the Gentiles. We have that very early uh, in the book of Genesis chapter 12 when the Lord speaks to that of Abraham. Uh, we've read those verses uh, often here, but it's the first uh, real glimpse uh, of the fact that God would show his grace unto uh, that of the Gentiles. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I'll make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make the, thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. There he speaks of Abraham. He speaks to Abraham. He says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you of you, that is of you and your descendants, a great nation, which he was speaking of that of the nation of Israel. Uh, the descendants 
of Abraham in particular. He says, I'm going to make of thee a great nation. I'll bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I'll bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And then this one I depart. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. There we have uh, the first glimpse and promise uh, that salvation would come to uh, the Gentiles. In chapter 22 of the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 22, which is, of course, that great chapter with regards to that of Abraham offering up Isaac, which is a, is a beautiful picture of that of the Lord Jesus Christ and his death, the Father and the Son. But in verse number 18, the angel of the Lord is speaking unto Abraham. Let's back up to verse 15. He says, An angel of the Lord's called unto Abraham out of the heavens the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the sea shore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou has obeyed my voice the same language that we have over in genesis chapter 12 uh we have it here uh, again uh as we read it there in verse 18. And in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Uh, in chapter 28 and in verse number 14. We have Jacob here. We have him dreaming. And the Lord speaking unto him. And in verse number 14, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, that is that, is, that, is that staircase that Jacob saw, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land wherein thou liest, to thee will I give it unto thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So here we see quite, quite a few verses. There's even another one in chapter 26, verse 4, which is the very same language uh, here in the book of Genesis. So very early on, uh, we see uh, God revealing uh, that he uh, is going to show grace uh, to uh, that of the Gentile uh, uh, families or, or nations or people uh, here. 
Uh, over in the book of Isaiah chapter 2, if you'll turn there with us. Isaiah chapter 2. In verses 1 through 4. This is Isaiah the prophet. He says, The word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills. And all nations, note the plural there, all nations shall flow unto it. Many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in the paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruned hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war any more. Now, a mere reading of those verses uh, tell us that there is prophecy there, uh, prophecy that is yet uh, uh, in the future. Uh, and yet what we would say to you is, is that here in these verses, uh, we see that it's not only that of the Jewish people that are going uh, are presented here as coming and worshiping before the Lord, but the Gentile nations are pictured here uh, in these verses as coming and uh, worshiping uh, of the Lord here. Uh, another passage over in Isaiah chapter 60, uh, verses 1 through 3. 60 verses 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for the light is come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the, pe the Lord shall rise upon thee and the glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy son shall come from far and the daughter shall be nursed at thy side. Here once again we have that of the nations uh, coming uh, and the ideal of that of worship. So the ideal of the Gentiles, the hint of them uh, being saved, the hint of them uh, coming and gathering, uh, worshiping God is indeed presented in that of the Old uh, Testament. When we come to the passage that we're considering, Paul writes in verse 5 there, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit what is it that has not been revealed? That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ 
by the gospel. Isn't that what Paul wrote about earlier in chapter 2? Back in chapter 2 and verse 19, he wrote, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. So the ideal of that of the Gentiles being saved, the Gentiles coming to worship, is found in the Old Testament. But the ideal of that of the Jews and the Gentiles gathering together in that of one body as fellow heirs, as fellow citizens, uh, and that of being before God in His presence. It's this wonder that Paul speaks about here. This is that great mystery that Paul speaks of, which Christ is the focus of. The Gentiles and Jews would become believers in Him and would become that of one body. And should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of His promise in Christ by the Gospel. The promise. What promise? The Lord told His disciples to stay at Jerusalem until the promise of the Spirit came. In the book of Acts, in the very beginning, we see, we see that promise coming, coming and being fulfilled with that of those Jewish people there at Jerusalem. The apostles. Then later on, we see in Acts chapter 8, I believe it is, we have Peter, he's gone to the house of Cornelius who is a Gentile, and we see once again that promise being fulfilled in that they receive that of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And how do they receive it? It's through that of the Gospel. It's through that of the Gospel, the good news. In verse 7, Paul goes on to write, Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of His power. Whereof, whereof I was made a minister or a servant according to the gift of the grace of God. Paul here as he speaks of this ministry, this servanthood, he tells us it was by that of grace that was given unto him and made real to Him by the effectual working of the Spirit of God in that of His life. So Paul 
the steward of the mystery of Christ. The mystery of Christ, that of Gentiles and Jews, both saved on the same level in one body, worshiping that of Almighty God. Who would have thought that of that in the Old Testament? Who would have thought that even in the early part of the New Testament before Christ died upon the cross? As we told you, the Gentiles, they were, even though they were ones that became proselytes, they were still in that of the background. They were still in the background. There was many things that took place at the time of the death of Christ, that of His resurrection, that changed things forever. The Old Testament prophets, they could see and they they delighted, the Scriptures tells us, to look into that of the time when Christ would come. And both times of Christ's coming, His first coming and His second coming, are spoken of in the Old Testament. But the Old Testament saints didn't see very clearly. As we see now, because we look back, the disciples... They all thought that it was over with when Christ died upon the cross. Even though He had told them over and over and over that He was going to die. That they were going to take Him and crucify Him. On the third day, He would rise. None of that really came into hitting them forcefully until after His death and that of the actual taking place of it. What a blessing. God has saved Jews and Gentiles. His his gospel, his good news is for all. For all. Whether one be a Jew or a Gentile. Back in that day the world was divided up between the Jew and the Gentile. Salvations for all. For all who will trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright. Let us stand and we'll close with amazing grace. <coughs> amazing grace How sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me, I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. Brother Dan, if you lead us in closing, we're prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we rejoice and thank the Lord Jesus.
all the people, Jews and Gentiles alike, love the children. The question to us, what is the hymn says, why should you love us so? Bow to thank thee, the praise of that you did us, that you did provide a place for us, and that you've given us all things through Christ, Heavenly Father, and God, the Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, in our pilgrimage, and that you would use us as this life, and honor the reasons for the time, and as we do, 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 and as Thank you. Praise 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 you.